Welcome to episode 85 of the X-Files Retrospective Podcast. I'm your host, Blaine Dowler. This week we are looking at Season 4, Episode 4, Unruhe, which I have probably mispronounced. It is German for unrest, as explained within the episode. This was the first episode to air on Sundays, having aired on Sunday, October 27th, 1996. The average IMDb user score was 8.2 out of 10 when I first collated them. Following the 200 Nights of the X-Files, it has come up to an 8.3 out of 10. The action primarily takes place in Michigan. This was directed by Rob Bowman and written by Vince Gilligan, and it's not one that contributes a lot to the major mythology. It's just a really good sort of monster of the week, but it's mostly a pretty human monster. He doesn't even realize he has any supernatural abilities. In this case, he does have the ability to imprint his thoughts and what he imagines onto film when he's near it. The teaser is very well crafted. It starts off with some people who, you know, don't seem to be following along the law that well. They're in a hurry. They've got a lot of cash they need to get somewhere. And one of them becomes the victim of a serial killer. As the investigation continues, we discover that the killer is leaving his thoughts on film that he's close to, as we saw in a photo booth, in a passport photo, and in some other photos in the victim's home, indicating that he had been close and was choosing his victims over time, and it wasn't just a random convenience factor that led to the selection of that particular victim. We also get some really strong moments for Scully. This is not a case where Mulder steps in to save her on a regular basis. She does find herself in jeopardy, but She's the one that starts reaching the serial killer and starts to talk him out of things. She confronts him for the first time and brings him in to custody single-handedly. There are a lot of very strong Scully moments in here. Now, the killer himself is played by Pruitt Taylor Vince. Now He actually suffers from a condition where his eyes move involuntarily, and they deliberately capture that on film. Rather than have him fight it, they just let him run with it and it really gives the impression that there's something wrong and that he's mentally unstable, even though in reality his condition has nothing to do with mental stability. But Pruitt Taylor Vince is probably best known for his role in the Constantine film, even if they mispronounce the character's name, Legend of 1900, Monster, and Natural Born Killers. He's got 100 credits to his name, including appearances in Heroes Reborn, as well as True Blood. Other notable guest stars include Walter Marsh, who appeared in Unforgiven, Adventures of Sonic the Hedgehog, The Accused, and Shoot to Kill. He accumulated 101 credits in his career before passing away at age 82 in the year 2005. He played the convenience store owner who was taking the passport photos. We also have actor William McDonald in his fourth of five appearances in The X-Files playing five different characters. Previously, he'd been Dr. Oppenheim in Fallen Angel, a federal marshal in The Host, Agent Kazanjian in Too Shy. This time around, he's Officer Trot, and we will see him again in Chinga. He also had numerous appearances in The Outer Limits, and is also known for Slither, The Captive, White Noise 2, and Snowwalker. Now, Sharon Alexander appears in this episode. She's Mary Louise Lafonte, who's the second victim that's captured. A lot of her credits are in terms of voice acting. She would later appear in a couple episodes of The Outer Limits, in Cold Squad, Sherlock Holmes in the 22nd Century, and she was the voice of Andrea, A-N-D-R, capital A-I-A, in 20 episodes of Reboot, which we already discussed from when they did their spoof of The X-Files. 
She's also done voices in the English version of Inuyasha in Silverwing, and lately the voice of Sour Sweet in a My Little Pony game. Ron Chartier appears as Inspector Pewitt. We've also seen him in Watchmen, in Fantastic Four, in Out of the Blue, Stealing Sinatra. So he's got a decent career, 29 credits spread out since 1980, so averaging just under one per year. Michael Cram plays another officer in this. He's best known for Tommy Boy, Flashpoint, Repo Man, Defender, a few credits like that to his name. And this is the first appearance of Scott Heindel. He's credited as Boyfriend, but he played Werner von Strucker in the Nick Fury movie starring David Hasselhoff. He appears in three episodes of Millennium as two different characters. He appears in Traffic, Smallville, Stargate Atlantis, Blade Trinity, Along Came a Spider, Freddy Got Fingered, and iRobot. So he's had a decent career as well. Now, as I said, the episode didn't really contribute to the larger mythos, although it is one of the better sort of Monster of the Week episodes, particularly since the supernatural element isn't one makes him scary. As I said, the killer didn't even realize he had this ability, and if he had, he probably would have started stealing film and covering his tracks earlier than he did. He didn't start doing that until after Mulder showed him he had the ability. Now, the ability itself is one that doesn't really have any basis in science. There are people who have claimed to have this ability, but there is no evidence whatsoever that confirms that it is a genuine ability and you know not some sort of elaborate fraud in pretty much every time the ability has ever been found or reported. So it is something that just doesn't have a scientific basis. I mean, after all, what we're looking at is a way to make chemical changes in film, which is going to require direct energy output. And it's something that where you'd have to arrange them from a distance according to a mental image. So in most cases, it's strongly suspected and sometimes outright proven that people are exposing film in advance to show the images that they claim to concoct. Even in public performances, having audience plants to spontaneously describe the images that show up on the film and so forth. So this is one where the science really doesn't work, at least not in that case. Although I will give Pruitt Taylor Vince a lot of credit. There's a sequence where he's on plasterer stilts and is being chased by Scully. So he's running through a construction site in these stilts. There's times when it's definitely walking on it. When it's running, it may have been a comparable stunt double. But these are stilts that were banned in a lot of states because they were considered too hazardous. When the stunt guys found them in this script, they came to writer Vince Gilligan and said, do you know how dangerous these are? And Gilligan had no idea. So they ended up taking out to the parking lot and having him walk on them for a while. So he understood how difficult it was. He says he sweated out about five pounds of water that day. And yet the stunt team and the actor pulled it off. You'd never realize how dangerous it was. The actor walks when we know it's him, whether it's him or the stunt doubles, probably the stunt doubles when he's running. They manage to go charging across the floor and jump over gaps. They did an excellent job in a very challenging situation. It's one of those things that looks good on screen and you don't realize how difficult it actually was to get that shot and pull that off. In any event, that's about all we have to say about Unruhe. Join us again in two weeks' time for The Field When I Died, and then we'll have another special episode one week after that. Don't forget to rate this and any of the shows you listen to on iTunes, Stitcher, whatever podcatcher you use. It really does help the shows get noticed. 
Feel free to share the link with friends who you feel may enjoy it. And finally, thank you for listening.